this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. We want to shout out all um, our new subscribers and all of you who have uh, started listening to this podcast. We want to take out the time to thank you. And if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to subscribe to the God Life Culture Podcast wherever you are listening to your podcast from right now. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing well. I mean, I'm right now currently in New York City. The weather has been highly bipolar. It is yeah. May. Uh, you know, we had a couple of really nice warm days. Then all of a sudden, uh, there was flurries and ice coming down. Um, and then another day, it's like freezing. Uh, so we're kind, of, we're kind of trying to deal with everything that's going on, you know, on top of the fact that it's allergy season as well. So and then with everything that's happening on in the world, people are like, am I getting sick? Is it just the weather? what is it it's kind yeah. of throwing people uh in for a loop but other than that you know this really you know i can't complain you know family's good i'm good you know and we're just living day by day how's everything with you yeah same i mean uh you know this past weekend was mother's day so definitely got a chance to spend some time with my mom um you know went to my wife's family as well so it was just a day of visiting you know everyone um but uh but yeah like you said living it day by day i think um you know hopefully now that every the, the weather's getting nicer and it's getting warmer out mm -hmm. hopefully uh i think that will help everyone's spirits and just everyone's mood to kind of just you know go outside and you know just uh, um, enjoy some time and enjoy the weather. I think that definitely uh, helps us in these times as well. Um, you know, apparently, at least for New York, this week, I think, uh, is the end of our New York pause, right? With everything shut down, um, it was up until May 15th. I guess uh, on May 15th, we'll find out more details, unless I think, I think I'm behind. Yeah, I think so. I think it's currently been moved a little into June, if I'm not mistaken. I heard it was like June 6th, yeah. but I didn't know if that was like the official... So is that like the official I thing so, so far? Don't take... I mean, okay. for, unfortunately, we should have known it. But I mean, that's the case of what it is, you know, one, and especially in the beginning of this whole situation, it, you know, it was like one minute it's this, one minute yeah. it's that. At the moment, for New York City itself, I think that they have pushed it into June. Um, if not, then we'll definitely find out on May 15th yeah. uh, to see what the situation is. But even with that, I think that that um, uplifting uh, was more towards upstate and like Albany, and then it, I guess it was going to trickle its way into the city and the suburbs. Um, so yeah. we're kind of of still in limbo that waiting game yeah yeah i mean i've heard um that you know states that have opened certain sections or certain counties or whatever uh such as california texas and even florida they're experiencing a rise in cases as well so that's something that kind of uh you know worries me just a little bit that if we do you know go into reopening everything you know are we going to see that rise you know or are we just gonna kind of you know keep i think the way the numbers are now they're going down it seems like it's getting a little bit better but again it's all part of this you know waiting game and just taking it day by day and you know praying and hoping for the best yeah and i mean i think it's also a combination of, of a lot of things there are a lot of people who have been uh, strictly following the guideline guidelines and just staying home and all that other stuff um so it's quite possible that you know their immunity system you know which has been nice and cozy at home you know once everybody gets out again and is interacting with people you know there's things that they may get sick 
on and whether or not they classify that as falling under COVID or not, I think will also contribute to those numbers either rising or whether or not they're even 100% accurate. Uh, but I think that, you know, once we do, uh, we do have this, um, our freedom back and able to go about and do the things that we do, we want to do that. I think there will be a rise in the number of people that are sick just because everybody's back to being around everybody once again. And also the, uh, availability of more testing. That's also been another reason why oh, we've yeah. seen an increase in numbers. There have been way more testing that has taken place. Yeah. Um, so but, I you think know, the, the, I think the key to that is really like, you know, our, as some States have already been lifting up, uh, the restrictions and once your state lifts the restrictions as well, you know, it's all about, uh, making wise decisions you know don't automatically just start you know like oh i haven't you know hugged you so let me give you 37 bear hugs yeah the minute you see someone uh because like i said i think on top of the whole situation uh that we're going through you also have to make sure that your immunity is built up to be back in you know in the grime of everybody else because unfortunately that's you know we live in a world where you know if you take the public transportation if you are in an office building and you're touching elevator buttons and you're doing this and you're doing that those are germs that are constantly being transferred back and forth things that we really don't think about because yeah. it's kind of like the normal uh so you know if you haven't been on the train for three months and then all of a sudden you get on the train again you know it's kind of like okay just be cautious make sure you wash your hand have some hand sanitizer with you because if not it's quite possible you do get sick and it's not because of the whole covid situation it's just like now you're back into the world yeah and hopefully this is something we take out of this whole journey and these months that we've been you know uh going through this is you know just being more uh aware mm -hmm. of the germs that we're spreading <laughs> and coming in contact with i mean sometimes it's just so hard I, you know when now that you know we're more aware of these things it's like you know you touch your wallet you touch your phone you have the gloves on it's like you take off the gloves you touch your car handle and you're like mm -hmm. you know it's like you're constantly just you know cross contaminating <laughs> and everything yeah. so it's just something that um hopefully we we take this with us just you know washing our hands and having hand sanitizer in our cars after you mm -hmm. know being in contact with certain things and you know again there's always a positive and the negative there's always something that we can learn from these situations and um you know this is definitely something that we have to learn from to be better but yeah. you know keep moving forward keep pressing through hopefully <laughs> we you know we'll see the end of this and we will uh you know go back to um you know quote unquote what people say the normal right and go back to just a routine of things and you know what we're used to although we know that there'll definitely be some changes to all of that yeah. um you know just learning to adjust and and adapt to everything that we go through yeah um, we've spoken about a couple of times already on this podcast on elevation worship song the blessing um and it was kind of expected and we did see a couple of pop-ups here and there of a spanish version of the blessing happening um and recently uh this youtube uh, channel called la bendicion latinoamerica released um the blessing in spanish la bendicion um but uh one thing that was really cool about it was all the features that they had on it they had marcela gandara christine de clario Mirza marcos evan Kraft, 
Alex Campo. Um, they had Grupo Barak and Espíritu en Verdad, plus what looked like to me uh, worship uh, groups or worshipers from uh, different churches in different countries. I saw Guatemala, I saw Mexico, Argentina, Peru, Chile, Colombia, Venezuela, Costa Rica, and I'm pretty sure I missed a couple of them also as well. Um, and, you know, once again, we're seeing, you know, we, we spoke about this in last week's episode with Together, um, and I think we spoke about it before, this idea of people coming together, making music videos, and not being restricted by the fact that people are like so far away. You know, this was a video that was made with people from all across the United States and Latin America. You know, and I think that was really cool. On top of the fact that, you know, something that you touched upon was that their lyrics, you know, trans translating songs from one language to another is not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. You cannot always be as literal as you have to be. Um, so their translation to me, I thought, was actually a pretty good one. What were your comments or thoughts on the song? Yeah, I mean, you sent it to me. I was listening to it in the car on the way here to record. And I mean, I loved it. Like I said, I think it's one of the best versions in Spanish. I know mm -hmm. there's a lot, a few different versions that people have done individually or church groups. I think this is one of the best. Um, one thing that I love about it is the fact that everyone's home. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like this fancy kind of elaborate uh, recording studio, right? Although some of them have like recording equipment and things like that, but it's something that's done at home individually, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like all of these people were together recording. They were yes. all separate in their homes recording. Mm -hmm. So I think that in itself is very creative and something that um, you know is 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 just admirable that people can um, in these times still come together mm -hmm. and work on something and put out material that that will bless people yes um, and I think that everything you know that we're going through and everything that we're seeing right now I think this is one of the things that we can take away the fact that at least in my opinion I think the church's creativity and level of you know creativity with its content with its music has increased and has spiked mm -hmm. I think we've seen a lot more um, you know collaborations and groups coming together and people talking about things in creative ways we've seen music videos mm -hmm. um, we talked about Kiara Sheard's music video that was done at home yep. we've spoken yes. about uh, BET airing Kirk Franklin's I Smile you know video with you know different gospel singers Mm -hmm. and people all at home, you know, different, um, you know, even just organizations putting together concerts, right? But specifically the church, I think that this is something we haven't really seen. We haven't seen a lot of these worshipers come together all at once to do mm -hmm. a song like this mm -hmm. in a time like this that we're living in. So I think if there's anything that we can take out of this, it's that moments of crisis or moments of worry, moments of, you know, I guess you could say a pandemic, you know, can birth beautiful art and can yes. birth beautiful worship, you know, when given the opportunity. I recently saw someone, they posted something, uh, they're a creative person, they do uh, poetry, they sing, they have like a lot of different things that they do. And they put out a post uh, because they were feeling down and discouraged with everything that was going on, um, not being able to tour, not being able to go out to mm -hmm. events and things like that. But they put, um, you know, 
dear creative, you are still valuable even when you are not creating, mm. right? So it's sometimes this uh, feeling or pressure of, you know, I can't do certain things because of what's happening where, you know, we don't feel as valuable or as, you know, worth it. And, um, you know, it's in those times where we have to kind of seek how can we change our strategy? How can we change how we do things to still produce beautiful art, you know, especially as a Christian creative. So I think that artists like this who are doing this, I mean, um, you know, coming together at home to put something like this together out into the world, you know, we'll see the benefits, we'll see the blessings that come about as a result of this. You know, and I think that time and time again, what this just proves is that, you know, no matter what your circumstances, as long as you're nimble, you're flexible, you have that ad uh, adaptability aspect to yourself, you can make anything happen. You know, whatever the project was that you wanted to do, whatever the idea was, whatever, you know, thing you were planning that you felt that maybe you were shut down because of everything that's going on, you know, we have seen time and time again how, you know what? adapt change it up switch it up you can still complete its purpose you know it may not be in the way that you initially envisioned it to be uh, but it is quite possible you know we've said it time and time again you know well you know you've said it you said it that you know there are churches that have been pushing you know their creativity and becoming more you know whether it's tech savvy and using all these different things in order to get god God's message um, out there, you know, but it should also serve as an inspiration for those people that haven't. Yeah. Because I, I feel that while there are people that have, there are people that have not because of, you know, self-doubt and all those other things that happen. And also just that, that, that maybe that feeling of being defeated and like, oh, you know, I'm just over this i just want this to finish so that once it's finished then you know we can figure it out um but the time is now do not wait till later you know we everyone knows you know tomorrow isn't promised to anyone even with a situation like this you know it's not promised to anyone so if you have this vision this idea this goal that you want to execute you can still do it now it's just gonna look a little bit different and that's okay as well yeah, and I think a big part of it is the whole comparison trap, right? We compare mm -hmm. like what we do to someone else. We compare the quality or the equipment, the resources. And now it's almost as if all of that is taken away yeah. because we're all at home. We can't go to this special studio. We can't go to this special place. We can't get special cameras, right? We all have an iPhone or a phone that records or some type of recording device, you know, that we can use. And again, you know, do not despise small beginnings. Whatever it is, it may start off small mm -hmm. right but it was birthed in this time mm -hmm. and you could go back and work on it you can go back and you know make it even better when you know you're able to you know get the resources that you need or get the availability that you need all of those different things but definitely if you feel like you haven't been as creative as you could be you know this is the time to do that this is the time to push yourself and to maybe try something that you thought that you wouldn't you know have tried and in the midst of everything that's going on right in the midst of the blessings that we see that happen during dark times, right? And people coming together, you know, uh, life is life and life has a way of having its ups and downs. And, you know, even in dark times, there are still tragedies that kind of come to the surface and still moments of just deep sadness that come to the surface. And, um, you know, we're living in a pandemic right now in the midst of, you know, a 
global pandemic and, and kind of, you know, with this virus. But, um, you know, there was a tragedy that happened on February 23rd that has now resurfaced and come to the light. And it is the death of 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery. Um, Ahmad Arbery was an unarmed black man that went jogging in Brunswick, Georgia, in his neighborhood, and he encountered two men who later said that he thought he uh, that they thought he was a criminal. Um, so there's a new video that came up, and it was going viral of Arbery kind of you know fighting with these men and trying to get away from them, and you hear like shots fired and blood kind of covers his t-shirt, and you see him staggering and then he collapses um, and you know he was shot and he was killed in uh, Brunswick area in Georgia on February 23rd and both of the men that you know attacked him and you know were armed they were both white men so as you know everything that we've been experiencing and talking about in the last few years you know with um you know a lot of these deaths and you know between police brutality and just the unfair treatment and the racism you know this is yet another story right and um another uh you know situation another person another victim that it's it's you know, it's devastating to see this, that even in the midst of a global pandemic that we're going through right now, we have to hear news like this. That definitely doesn't help people feel better, <laughs> definitely doesn't uplift people's spirits. And um, the fact that this happened on February 23rd and nothing was done for a few months up until, I want to say, this past week, right, is something that's very disheartening. I mean, and, and that's unfortunately another example highlighting um, the issue with, you know, the injustice in America, where why was it that it had to take for the video to become a viral video for then something to happen? Why wasn't this, you know, why weren't they immediately taken into custody and questioned? And why didn't they, you know, do all the due diligences that you would think that, you know, our justice system would do in any situation, whether it's white on black crime, black on black, white on white, brown on brown, doesn't matter. But, you know, you know, we are taught in a way, in schools to believe that the justice system in America is a fair system. Yeah. But time and time again, we have seen, you know, as clear as day that it is not and that there are racial lines and that there are, you know, things that depending on what state you are, depending in, you're in or, you know, what your race is and who you're connected to and all this other stuff that really blurs and mucks it up. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I do in a way uh, feel um that at least you know what these two individuals were arrested they are charged with murder you know at the moment um you know and they have their trial and all the other stuff uh that is supposed to happen uh but we have also seen time and time again where a situation where the individuals are arrested go to trial and they're free and not found guilty even though the evidence may show to us that these individuals are guilty of whatever x y and z crime that they have committed and you know this isn't a conversation that is new to this podcast we've spoken about race before um we've spoken about um different aspects of you know uh scenarios like this happening um across the united states but it, it is it is highly disheartening when you know in the midst of all the craziness that is happening in the world today that we are still dealing with situations like this where race does have a big role to play um you know uh, and i know you're going to talk about a little bit uh, the video that kirk franklin uh 
spoke about and i think that one of the, the important things is that we have to be able to look at a situation and look at the evidence and you know try to um you know figure out what could have happened because there are different scenarios that could have played out but the point is is that at the end of the day the justice system did not do in my opinion what they were supposed to do uh by you know arresting the individuals taking them into custody and doing all that other stuff yeah, Kirk Franklin released a video uh, that, you know, received, I mean, on just Instagram alone, on his Instagram, it was like over 800,000 views. Um, and he speaks out on it and basically tells people to see the video and to digest the video, right? Um, the video is graphic. It's tough to watch, right? To think that that's actually something that happened, right? That's a 25-year-old kid, right? It's 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 sad. And um, Kirk encourages people to see it and to digest the video um to i guess recognize the idea that this is something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to be changed and one of the quotes that he says in the video is that sickness can never be addressed until it is exposed mm -hmm. you know and just the the parallel that he uses of everything going on with this virus now and the sickness now to the pandemic that has been happening right um for a long time in the black community um is something that um i think he did an excellent job and and putting that message out there um, he even talks about how certain people have uh, tried to justify mm -hmm. what happened to Ahmad because of his past and some prior issues that he had. And, you know, he says pretty much he tells people that should not even be in the conversation. And if yeah. that's what you're going to say, Kirk Franklin actually says, stop listening to my music. Mm -hmm. And he says, or listening to your favorite evangelist sermon or voting in the next election because we all have a past that exempts us from perfection. Mm -hmm. And he says, yet frees us to jog. Yes. You know, the idea that this, you know, 25-year-old man, Ahmad Arbery, was just jogging, right? Something that, you know, he has the right to, he's free mm -hmm. to do, right? And um, his life was taken from, from him. Um, so I thought that that statement was very powerful. The fact that, we all have a past. We all have things that we have done that exempt us from perfection, that exempts us, you know, from, you know, this idea of deserving it all, right? And not having anything wrong and any consequences. You know, we all are exempt from that. And the idea that in this time when we're supposed to be coming together, when we're supposed to be kind of helping each other and uplifting each other, you know, these are the type of conversations that we have to have. These are the type of issues that we have to address, you know, and I think it's the question is, you know, when will it stop? Mm -hmm. When will these things stop? When will we stop having to address these issues? When will we stop seeing, you know, these types of tragedies, you know, taking place? And Kirk Franklin basically ends the video by saying, fight the virus of evil with the vaccine of love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's it's quite sad and it's it's very unfortunate. And, you know, it's it is a difficult thing uh, to speak on. You know, especially when you're trying to be politically correct, because yeah. we don't have all the videos and all the footage and we right. don't know the complete 100 uh, full story. Uh, but that's why I harper uh, on the fact that, you know, my issue is with the way that the justice system in Georgia dealt with the situation, you know. And on top of the fact that I feel that there needs to be this um, 
this level of common sense across the board. You know, even if he was in a neighborhood he wasn't supposed to be in, even if you are, you really genuinely in your heart suspected that he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do, you know, it is not, in, it, I feel like it is not your responsibility to chase them down and shoot them down and do all this other stuff, you know, when your life wasn't in danger. Like, I understand if this was a random individual that broke into your house and was attacking your loved one and doing all this crazy stuff and you were self-defending. That's one thing. But when you're going out of your way and you're chasing someone, you're hunting them down, really, from what I saw in the video, you know, and there was this moment where they had him and he was like, you know, they had the truck was right next to him and all the other stuff like okay you wanted to jump out and restrain him quote unquote until the police got there you know whatever but you know it, it's just the 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 malice and the intention in which it looks like everything happened which is the problem and it's something that we've seen and seen and seen you know in Kurt franklin's uh video there's a lot of nuggets of you know uh civil injustices that he lays out in what he's saying you know and you have to listen to it more than once to pick up on the different um uh, stories and different people that he's highlighting that have also gone through these social uh these social injustices as well and i think that as a people it is our responsibility to do what was done with the video you know yeah. they made it viral you know people got it was leaked people got a hold of it they said that this is wrong this should not be you know swept under the rug the way that it was and they made noise about it and i truly believe that it wasn't for the no if it wasn't because of the noise that was made about this video that these two individuals would still be roaming around like if nothing happened and this family quite you know frankly would be suffering even more because they would feel that the people that killed their son is still out there living willy-nilly yeah i mean and there is biblical foundation and biblical principles to kind of like support this uh proverbs 31 8 through 9 you know is is one of the verses that you know uh supports this basically saying speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of all who are destitute speak up and judge fairly defend the rights of the poor and needy right just this idea of speaking up for people speaking up for you know um you know whether it's injustice for the rights of all who are destitute you know speak up and judge fairly just this idea of you know speaking up you know in a time that we're living in right now there are so many ways that we can speak up and social media you know happens to be kind of one of the most popular ways you know and it's not just posting it's not just you know resharing right but it's this idea of just continuing the conversation right how can we you know continue this conversation within our churches within our youth even within our children you know how can we present some of these issues and you know to these groups of people in our churches and in our communities where we can you know uh i want to i don't want to say flatten the curve but it's that same idea of flattening the curve in this pandemic right where we were you know promoting that and putting that out there and coming up with creative ways to flatten the curve so we can end this virus and get back to our normal lives you know why can't we you know put that same energy into this and try to change this issue and try to change these things from happening and i think it starts with education it starts with communication it starts about having open discussions and dialogues with people in our communities with people especially in our churches you know i look at our church and we have many different diverse people you know mm -hmm. in our in our church with different backgrounds and people and children and youth that if looked at 
can be racially profiled, mm -hmm. right? That yeah. when looked at, you know, if they're jogging or if they're running on their block, you know, they're no different than 25-year-old Ahmaud Arbery. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just by appearance. So it's something that we have to just, you know, be careful about, but we have to be willing to engage in this conversation. And I think it's a conversation that sometimes is hard to engage in and lean into because it's uncomfortable. And because like you said, you try to be politically correct. You try your best to have all of the facts, you know, but things constantly keep changing. Today we're saying this, mm -hmm. tomorrow there may be evidence that points to something else or even more yeah. evidence or, you know, things that may change. So it's, it's sometimes very hard to talk about these things. But, you know, the idea that we have a virus and a pandemic of evil, of hatred, of discrimination, of, you know, uh, you know, brutality. We have this issue, you know, and it needs to be fought and dealt, dealt with with love, you know. Yes. And honestly, that will only happen through Jesus Christ. And I yeah. think we as believers recognize that. And genuine, in a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, because many of the times when we see, and it's not only in this scenario, even though I saw a couple of comments uh, that uh, connect the scenario to it, uh, but you know, automatically when someone gets caught for doing something wrong or whatever, you know, it's, oh, but he is a faithful Christian. He goes to church every Sunday and yeah. all this stuff or whatever, you know, and it's, it's a sticky situation because, you know, it, it's a lot of people, and I have seen as of lately as well, you know, use Christianity as a safety net, as a shield, as, oh, no, this person could have never committed X, Y, and Z crime, or they could have never meant to do it with a malice heart or anything like that because, you know, they're a Christian or they were this and they were that. And yeah. it's that saying that you are Christian, but your actions doing something else does not make sense. You know, God isn't a God of confusion. So if you're a follower of Christ, then you're going to try your hardest to do Christ-like things but if you're saying that oh yeah i go to church i'm on the board you know and all this other stuff yeah. but you're making decisions and you're doing things that are not christ-like that whole shield that whole facade of oh but he is a believer goes right out the window and you know it's and, and i and it's unfortunate because you know we've spoken about this before as well where christians have a really you know bad rap a lot of times because of that because you know the people that it's like the in my opinion it's like the people that shouldn't be yelling that they're christian and that they believe in jesus and all this stuff yeah. are the ones that are yep. and then the ones that can actually like you know have great testimony of what it means to be a follower of christ are the ones that are the quietest so it's 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 a very murky uh situation uh, that is going on but the key to everything is to have a true and genuine relationship with christ and to be able to then allow that to shine through you to be of impact to those around you you know and it, and it goes and it's not only that and it also starts you know with your community it starts with the resources in community it starts with you know the politicians in your community and allowing resources to come in as well and things you know it's it's a it's a huge domino effect of things that have to happen to get us going down the right track. But if you can start that effect by doing what I just said, which is allowing yourself to be a beacon of light and of light of what it is to have Christ's love in you, man, that that's the first step into the right direction. Yeah. John 13, 35 says your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So our love for one another, our love for those people in need, our love for those people, people who are going through these types of situations, you know, will 
ultimately prove to this world that we represent Christ, that we are his disciples, we are his followers. So as a church, as a church body, you know, these are conversations that we have to have, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know Lecrae is one that's very vocal about these things, and he put up a post about Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm. and someone, and he put took a screenshot of this and posted it on Twitter, one of his followers kind of saying, like, here you go again, you know, being political and talking about things that have nothing to do with God, and this is why you're following has, you know, decreased Mm -hmm. over the years because you know you're bringing up these issues just stay focused on you know creating music for god and all these things and you know i clicked on that individual's uh twitter page and he's like you know all for jesus jesus (laughs) freak you know like all these different things and yet his mindset is so off right and it's so just uh it's it's not the way we deal with things right as christians and as believers you know it is our responsibility to address certain issues and be involved and be engaged you know if we have it you know things happening in our community you know and we have community uh, people in our community and board members who don't serve the lord and aren't believers being vocal about issues right how much more you know should we as believers where we have the truth Mm -hmm. where we know what the the truth is mm-hmm. or we have the vaccine of love we should be just as active and just as vocal you know and obviously that comes with a balance that comes with you know knowing okay we're going to make these statements or we're going to support these things you know the bible is our ultimate foundation mm-hmm. right and i think sometimes that's what throws these people off when they see you know certain christian you know public figures and celebrities you know supporting or you know expressing themselves i think it, it strikes fear in people like it's going to be all political now and everything's going to be very like you know political and very like safe i don't know what do you think i mean my thing is that i feel that those are individuals that live in you know their christian glass box you know where they live in this fantasy land that you know serving the lord is all peaches and cream is just all so nice and roses and the only thing you need to focus on is on the lord which there is truth to that to an extent but it's it's that false narrative that allows people to have a blind eye to the things that are happening in their community they're not involved in what's going on they don't have an opinion on anything because they just want to oh no 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 i'm just going to focus on the lord and all the other stuff and it's like god has placed you on this earth with purpose and part of that purpose is to be an active member of your community to be an active member of whatever it is that you see yourself involved in or in contact with so when you are turning a blind eye to what's going on in your neighborhood because you think it doesn't apply to you then that's an issue you know there are times where god just calls us to simply pray on stuff yes i agree with that but then there are other times where god is like dude you're in the middle of it you know have an opinion stand up put a plan into action do this or do that and you're just sitting back so i think that it's very ignorant to have that train of thought and that mindset to be like oh you're christian just stick in the christian lane forget about everything else like no we are christians we are you know believers in who christ is you know but christ has been known to walk into a temple and start flipping tables because things were not going yeah. the way that they needed to be going so if we have to take that mindset as well and be like you know what this is not the way that this is should this should be going let's make noise about it let's make ruckus about it let's you know do what we need to do have a plan and action you know then we do that as well and i think that as long as the intention behind it 
is to be of a positive impact in the community. Um, I don't think that there's really anything wrong with that. And I think that it is your responsibility as, you know, not only a servant of Christ, but a citizen in whatever nation you live in to be aware of everything that is going on. Because today it's these people, but tomorrow it could be you. So you're going to want to have that backup. You're going to want to have people in your corner and you shouldn't do it just for that so that, you know, that's what I have people. But you would want people to stand up for you. You would want a random Lecrae to, you know, have an opinion and shine light on something that you're going through if it was something that you thought was important. And we see this throughout scripture so many different times where Jesus was in situations where there was injustice, there was unfair treatment, and Jesus was vocal about what happened. I mean, the, from the fact where, you know, we have the woman that was caught in adultery and the Pharisees bring this woman to Jesus, filthy, you know, and, you know, a woman that was sinful and basically, you know, want this woman to be punished. And Jesus kind of shuts everybody up in that moment by saying, you know, if any of you have sin, you know, yep. throw the first stone. If you have not you know if you're without sin throw the first stone and it's almost like jesus in that moment defended her stood up for her you have even when uh you know in luke when the woman washed jesus's feet jesus was at a pharisee's house you know eating and this sinful woman heard that jesus was there and went to wash his feet mm -hmm. and it's like everybody around you know jesus at that point was like okay what is she doing like let's get her away whatever and he was like jesus was like no like this is like her active worship right now you know we have the woman at the well jesus was going some you know on his way and he like you know rerouted himself and went a different way to pass through Samaria because he needed to meet this woman at the well mm -hmm. you know so we see so many instances in the Bible where Jesus you know stood up for people yes and also took of his time to speak to them mm -hmm. you know and and have this you know encounter and this experience with them and time and time again these individuals who had this encounter with Jesus left changed and transformed mm -hmm. you know they left different and they left and what did they do they do they went and told everyone in their town or everyone in their community what happened and yes. what they experienced you know today we are God's image bearers. We were created in his image, which means we walk around, we reflect him, we mm -hmm. point to him, we were made in his image. You know, with our love, through our love, we prove to the world and we show the world that we are God's disciples, that we are his followers. So what are we proving? You know, how can we kind of, you know, make that point, um, you know, that verse in the Bible come alive in our lives, you know, and that can simply be just continuing this conversation, you yes. know, taking action, speaking to your youth groups, to your children, to your families and your churches and communities about these issues. And again, ultimately, it's this vaccine of love mm -hmm. that comes from Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and it's. It's a tough situation, but as always, you know, it is, uh, it should be your, you should feel responsible to try to make a positive impact in this world. We pray for his family. We pray for everybody's family in this situation because these are, you know, Every decision we make in life affects those that are around us. So you make a good decision, you know, that has a positive impact and people rejoice with you. You make a bad decision and it hurts people around you as well. So I think that everybody um, in this scenario and all the other countless scenarios that we've seen deserve prayer, deserve to be, you know, presented to God. Uh, but we also just need to really, really, really make it an effort to not allow the circumstances of you being in quarantine or you being locked up 
or you, you know, thinking that that situation is just so far away uh, to make you not want to make a difference. Stand up, make a difference and share the vaccine of love to the world. So I want to thank you for tuning in again to this new episode of the God Life Culture podcast. Yes, like always, you could uh, reach out to us on social media. We are on Facebook and on Instagram at the God Life Culture Podcast. You could also subscribe and find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen and stream to your favorite podcast, we are there. So be sure to subscribe so you can be notified when we drop a new episode and also leave a review, leave a rating, and um, we will definitely appreciate that as well. Yeah, so thank you once again for tuning into the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.